There's a red moon rising on the Cuyahoga River, rolling into Cleveland to the lake. There's a red moon rising on the Cuyahoga River, rolling into Cleveland to the lake. To another episode of the Burning River Bros podcast. I am your host, Phil. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Diego. Diego, what is going on? Salutations, everyone. I am having a splendid evening. How about you? That was, I mean, I don't know about splendid, but... Oh, I just, we got back from the lizard like an hour ago, so splendid. It's actually, you know, not surprising. It is a, a day <laughs> of the week, so... The lizard is a good choice. It is a day that ends in Y. Um, so we've been off for a week. Yeah. I think a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we don't do the, we're not, you know, professionals like other podcasts where, you know, you spend absorbent amounts of money on, you know, software and things like that we have other things in life going on you had to learn how to save lives so yeah and no one listens to this so we're not like super pressed on having it every week exactly (laughs) so and there really wasn't like a ton going on like i I would say we didn't really we didn't really miss much no it's the worst sports week of the year there's nothing going on the pro bowl happened uh, skills challenge happened. It was the only thing it, that was exciting about it was um, Lamar Jackson looked like a dummy trying to throw the ball. Yeah, that was funny. You got beat by Jarvis Landry. Uh, Kobe died. Well, that was not what we were. That was not what we were. The week we were off. Yeah, I know. But neither was the the Pro Bowl and Kobe dying were like the same time. Well, I mean, like the skills challenge and stuff like that, like. Stuff we would have covered into the like the last show. Like, yeah, the, well, no chance we were covering the skills challenge. I would have said like, hey, the skills challenge is on because we recorded on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been about it. Um, <laughs> and that was talking hockey. Hey. Um, but yeah, so we're back. Uh, Super Bowl week. Um, but obviously, we'll start with. Um, the news that's been covered more, you know, that's, I don't want to use the word popular, but the most common topic, I guess, is the better word to use. Um, this week was the, I mean, just wild, um, shocking death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, um, Gianna, you texted me about it first, actually. Yeah, because I was we were getting ready to go grocery shopping um, and you just text me, holy shit. And I'm just like, all right, something's on Twitter. Yeah, I like to keep you um, hanging on those. So you either have to ask me or do research. Yeah. And usually that's the first thing I do is I get that text and I say, "Okay, time to go to Twitter. I first thought Lindor has been traded. Um. That would not have been the text. 
um, what would the text have been? We're done. This is over. I hate it. Life. Uh, meet me at the 480 bridge in 15 minutes. Probably <laughs> something of, like that. Top of the terminal oh. tower. But um, yeah, super sad. Obviously, like I think we talked about it via text and everything. Like, hasn't really been a death like this since. I mean, the it's tough with the the um, Fernandez because you know stuff came out later that wasn't so great. Um. And he really, I mean, he was very good, but he wasn't like a legend or anything like that. I think, I don't know if you agreed with the fact that this is, I mean, Dale Earnhardt's really the next, the first one before this. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the fairest comparison, even yeah. though he was still active in his sport. But, yeah. um, like, at a, as a legendary status in the sport, yeah. Yeah, where, like, people looked at him as, I mean, you could people could argue was one of the greatest to play the sport. People argue, can say that with Kobe, obviously. Um, I heard people say with like Thurman Munson was another one. Um, and then none of like, obviously we don't know anybody really that was a live for um, Roberto Clemente, which I think Roberto Clemente is like one of the ones that's up there as the most shocking. But I think for, for ba- for basketball, I think is it's crazier because you don't see basketball players die at a young age. Roberto Clemente died in 1972. So we definitely know people that were alive for that. But like, what I'm saying is like people we actively like, like our friends or something like that is what I mean. Yeah, I mean, the Roberto Clemente one was was every bit, if not crazier, because he was still active. He was on, on 3,000 hits exactly. And he was going to do like a mission trip. So all of those were kind of like, it was just like shocking that all that happened. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it was it was jarring news for sure. Yeah. Um, so you saw, you know, the games were still played that day. Um, you saw a yeah, lot. Of, it was kind of like bizarre. It was. It was, and I think a lot of people agreed like it would have been very tough to cancel games because it wouldn't happen. Some people were already headed to stadiums or headed to arenas. Um, you know what's weird about that though? Like, I kind of get that sort of. But, like, games get canceled in baseball all the time. Yeah. Maybe because it's just not it's not something that happens that often in basketball. Yeah, it must be. But, like, I, I think I would have done whatever I could to cancel the games. Yeah, I think people would have understood. I don't think people would have been like, oh, this is, you know, this is bullshit. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, I completely would have understood. Um, you can still hear me. I'm turning the... What? I was turning the lights off in the room because we have like Christmas lights. Not Christmas lights, but like what are they called? Twinkle yeah, lights. Like string lights. Yeah. yeah. And it makes like the room real cool. So oh, cool. Um, but um yeah, I think a lot of guys that you could tell like were just out of it, you know. Um a lot of teams uh, I think every team either took like a eight second violation or a twenty four second uh violation. Um the Lakers and Clippers are playing tonight, right? Uh, did they move that to tonight? I think they moved it to tonight. They postponed it. Um, let me see. I don't think they're um, playing tonight. I know they postponed it, but I, I don't know what day. I thought it was like to be named later. I don't think they've given a day yet. 
Um, but so the Lakers, um, Lakers Clippers game was postponed. Um, you know, the Grammys were that night at the Staples Center. It was just a, it, it was crazy because you saw like, and we talked about it a little bit. Kobe was kind of for a lot of young guys in the NBA today was there, was there Jordan, I guess, because you can't really have like, I mean, you could say that it was their LeBron, but like LeBron was their guy, but it's kind of weird that you're still playing with a guy who's like your hero and things like that, I think. Um, yeah. And I think um, like he had, he's one of the, I don't know, 30 NBA players that have really like transcended and um, like gotten bigger than the game. Like there aren't, there's a lot of good players in the NBA, even in like NBA history, but like, I'm not sure Scotty Pippen, for example, transcended the NBA and was like a, a household name, a one word household name, you know, like Kobe is in a, a special class of magic, uh, Jordan, LeBron, those kind of guys. Yeah. Like that where, you know, you like as a kid, you would like try to emulate things you did or. Um, do things like that and like crossed over into TV commercials, um, you know, brought yeah, won an Oscar. Yeah. He has an Oscar. Like that's what's getting forgotten. I think is the guy won an Oscar for something he wrote. Like it wasn't just like he was a like producer air quotes where mm. he just happened to be there. He was legitimately, he wrote everything and then they drew it and everything like that. So, um, but as a, you know, I, this is going to sound so dumb, but as a father, it was also just everything he's done after the game. You see him with his daughter on the court side that, you know, the gift that everybody sees of him for asking questions and explaining everything. It just showed like that Kobe loved being a dad, I think, more than he ever loved being a basketball player, um, which is something pretty cool to see. Um, mm-hmm. But Super sad people. Obviously, I texted you like how long before someone comes out with a dumb article about all the stuff that happened in Colorado. That girl was suspended too. Really? Yeah, that put that article out there. So, um, haven't seen it too much. But the question I know um, there's been suggestions to change the NBA logo to uh, to Kobe. Um, retire 24 across the NBA. Um, the Mavericks came out and said that no one will ever wear 24 again. Um, but do you think the NBA should do something to honor Kobe, um, you know, for, I guess, the rest of time sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things, like, either way they go, I'm not going to get too worked up about it. If they decide to honor him and retire 24 in every jer- in every for every team, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that. And if they don't if they don't do anything, I'm not going to be surprised or upset or, you know, like I understand both sides of it. Um, The logo would be cool. Like, especially if they only did it for like next year, that would be kind of cool. But like, it doesn't really, doesn't really change my perspective either way if they do something or don't. Yeah. I think, I think they should, like, I think changing the logo has a better chance because of the fact that, um, he like Jerry West drafted Kobe. He was there okay. for for the trade to get Kobe. 
Jerry West being the logo now, I think that kind of helps um, for those people that are like, oh, yeah, we need to get Kobe. Like, Kobe should be the logo. Jerry West being the logo, he may they may take his word more serious um, if he comes out and says, like, hey, we should change the logo. Um, but I, I think it'd be cool. I, I saw somebody say, like, um, you know, make the what did they say make the logo or make the shot clock or a, a purple and gold i heard that obviously i think you've heard that on the yak that would be mm-hmm. crazy obviously but um yeah i mean i think they'll do something i don't know for how long but um the today the news came out with the all-star game um i don't know if you saw this what they're gonna do um so the first three quarters will all be played as individuals, basically. So um, each quarter will be played individually. They'll score it um, as the quarter. Um, And then whoever wins that quarter, money will go to a Chicago charity. Um, And then the final quarter will be the total overall. Um, And the first team to score 24 points above the higher total wins. It's a very weird thing. So they said, like, Basically, if the score at the end of three quarters is 195, you'll have to score 124 points to win. And then it'll just end. Right. No time, unlimited. You just play until somebody scores that amount. Yeah, I mean, like, I saw people were upset about this. And it's kind of weird to honor Kobe in that way. But at the same time, like, who cares? Like, why would anyone be upset about it? Because it's a completely irrelevant game that means nothing who cares like i don't know people get worked up about everything these days but i was surprised that i saw anyone really worked up about this because it's like it couldn't be more innocuous yeah it's it's weird like it it yeah it's like it's a cool thing they're doing like i get it but at the same time it's like it's you know it is what it is like it's it's kind of adding more it not making the game mean more but adding more to the game to a game that doesn't matter yeah and that's the thing is like okay you're giving this game a little bit more you're giving to charity that's really cool like that's a good thing obviously in a, in a community like chicago but yeah i mean it's it's for people to get mad it doesn't doesn't make any sense to me to get mad about it yeah and it's a it's a joke of a game anyway who cares yeah like it's kind of fun to watch people throw alley-oops for three quarters but like i don't i'm not sure why people are upset about this at all yeah people get upset about dumb stuff all the time i don't understand well everybody gets upset about everything all the time so yeah You, you know um so moving on um you know we'll move on to the big uh the other big news of the week obviously it is super bowl week super bowl in um miami yes miami i don't know why i questioned like if it was not in miami an idiot um in miami chiefs 49ers um, were you surprised by the outcome of any of these games? Like that this is no. what we're watching. Like this is the yeah. No. Um, I thought these were the two best teams because I thought the Ravens were a bunch of phonies. I've thought these were the two best teams for a while. 
I think I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, like our first podcast. Um, I've been all over the Chiefs. Yeah, even when they were down, um, even when um, Mahomes was hurt, they still were able to kind of overcome that with Matt Moore, stay in the hunt, um, and got help at the end of the season with the Dolphins mm-hmm. beating the um, I was the Dolphins. What the hell? Why can't I think? Dolphins beating the Patriots. Um, so speaking of Patriots, did you see uh, Tom Brady's tweet? Yeah, I like the idea that it's a Super Bowl commercial setup. Yeah, me too. Um, I think that he's. I, I think it looks more that he's leaving, but that's just me. I don't think he's leaving. I don't think so either. I don't think it's in. I don't think it's in anybody's best nature for him to, or best in, uh, best plan for him to leave because, like, if the Patriots think they're actual like playoff Super Bowl contenders still, in what world does Jared Stidham win them a Super Bowl? No, and they think they're getting a, somebody else. Like they're going to sign a free agent. But even then, like, is Teddy Bridge Teddy Bridgewater's good? But is he good enough to lead you to a Super Bowl? I don't know. Yeah. Like compared to Tom Brady, I'd say they're very similar. And one's been there already, and one hasn't. Like I'm not sure why in either term it, it's a good decision. No. And I, I don't and I wouldn't want to go to the would you want to go to the Chargers or the Raiders and have to play the Chiefs twice and be in that division? There's no guarantee you'd even make the playoffs. Well there was, get a home game. There was the report today that him and they've been looking at houses in uh Tennessee. Which, that's fine. Like, that they're putting their kids in there. Like, you can still live in Tennessee and have another house somewhere else. Like, have you ever been to Nashville? Nashville's awesome. I would want to live there, too. Like, no problem with him buying a house there. But, um, obviously, it gets us off the fact of the Super Bowl. But, um, I think the big, the big matchup in this is going to be the two strong points of each team. The... Um, Chiefs offense versus the Niners defense. Um, in your mind, who has the upper hand in this matchup? Of the, just that specific matchup? Yeah, I, I think, it, yeah, just that specific matchup. of the Because that's the two strongest points of these teams is the Chiefs offense versus and the Raiders or the Niners defense. Those are the two best best sides of this team, of each team. I would say that the like there's so many rules on offense that like it always favors the offense. Mm-hmm. So I would say the offense has the better chance. That being said, if the um it's real I think it's going to come down to if the 49ers get ahead early it's over and if they don't it's over because of the opposite where the 49ers can't really like I don't trust Jimmy G to win you a game and I think if you can pin your ears back and go rush Jimmy G defensively then you have a really good chance to win the game but I would say that just because of the the way that the rules are set up the offense has a better um has the edge yeah I think I disagree with the um if the Niners get up early that it's over I think with with just how good Patrick Mahomes is and the way he can just take over a game in a way that we haven't really, I mean, with 
as good as Brady is and as, you know, as he, I mean, you, his greatest quarterback or not, whatever, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. What he, what Brady could never do was take over the game from all aspects. So Brady could take over the game, make moves enough to where, you know, he can, he can throw the ball downfield. Mahomes can run and Mahomes can take off when he needs to. He can throw the ball extremely far, extremely accurate, do things with his body where, you know, we've seen the no look pass and things like that, where I don't think any lead is ever safe with Patrick Mahomes. Like if the Niners get up three touchdowns, I still think that Patrick Mahomes can, can lead them back. Um, Yeah, but I don't think he can, if he doesn't like, if he doesn't get the football, he can't lead him back. And if they're going to run the, you know, if they have three eight-minute drives in a row, the game's over. Yeah, and I think that's where that's obviously on the Chiefs' defense. I think the Chiefs' defense has been a lot better than, obviously, Chiefs' defenses of the past. Um, you know, the joke was always that they were just a horrible, horrible, horrible um, uh, defense. Like, they couldn't stop anybody ever. It was essentially playing Big 12, where it was just offense, offense, offense. I really, having said everything I did about Patrick Mahomes, I love what the Niners have on the front on the front four, um, mm. and from an overall just defensive perspective, they do everything really, really, really well. They've been suspect at points this year. Obviously, um, we saw with anytime they played the Seahawks, um, when they played the um, the Cardinals, the one game and the, the Falcons. Um, so there's been aspects where they have been suspect and it has looked bad. Um, but I, I just, I love that front four. I think they can get after the quarterback and if they can, they have a chance to be one of the few teams that can actually shut down, um, Patrick Mahomes. And I like the Niners defense, um, as the, I guess the chance to have a stronger, to, to win the matchup more. But I do agree that there are more rules, obviously, on the offense to help them. Yeah, I just think it's an offensive league, and if you have the better offense, you're gonna you have a better chance to win, especially if they can get some um, like they can if the 49ers can't just pin their ears back and just run at Mahomes every time, then I think they they do have somewhat of a disadvantage because their linebackers are good, not great. Like, their front four is fantastic, but the yeah. back seven is not nearly as good as the front four. So if they can't just rush, 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 which is what they've been able to do all playoffs, then I do think that they can get exposed a little bit. Yeah, and I think that it's – with the offense, I mean, obviously they're going to – you know, the Chiefs offense is going to rely so heavily on passing, but I think that you could see them kind of switch it up and start to run the ball and possibly have success with it just because you have the Chiefs defense going to be so heavy set on we have to stop the pass, we have to stop the pass, and, you know, them be able to get away with running the ball um, with Williams. And I don't – is McCoy's not playing, right? I don't think so. Is no, I think so. Um, but um, you mentioned it, what the um, – what the Niners are primarily going to want to do is obviously run the ball. Um, bringing that up, do you think 
if they need to rely on Jimmy G, do you think Jimmy G is good enough to win this game with the game on his shoulders? I have no idea. It's hard to even tell because he hasn't he hasn't had to at all. So it's just so tough to tell how he's going to react in that spot. I have no idea. Like I I think he's probably good enough, but there's you know if he came out and laid an egg, I would not be surprised by any means. Yeah, I mean we haven't seen. Last game he threw eight passes. Um, attempted Did he eight. Throw eight or complete eight? I don't remember. I think he. Either way, it was not. It was not a lot of passes either way. Um, we've seen games this year. I mean, I think the only two games where he really had a ton of success throwing the ball were against the Cardinals. Um, none of the none no playoff games that he ever has success throwing the ball. Um, you saw in the Vikings game. Kyle Shanahan openly just stopped throwing the ball because Jimmy G kept getting so close to throwing so many interceptions. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't I don't think that if I don't think that if they need to rely on Jimmy G right now, he's good enough to do anything to take the team where they need to go. I don't uh, like I definitely don't think he can. He's not good enough to outduel Patrick Mahomes. But he no. could make six good passes on a drive and win the game. Like that wouldn't surprise me either. I think, but if, like I said, I have no idea. If Jimmy, if he's going to win it, they're going to have success with him. It's going to have to be in in routes that are allowing the his guys to get free and make moves after the fact. Like what makes Kittle, Kittle and Debo Samuel especially, what makes them so good is their ability to run after the catch. Debo Samuel is is I don't think he's very tall, but he's a very He's a running back who plays wide receiver, so he can run over dudes. He can, you know, make plays after the catch. Um, Same thing with Kittle. Kittle is a monster when he catches the ball and the ability to just keep going and not stop. And I think that's where it may look like Jimmy G's having a good game in those situations, but it's a lot of that is just them breaking free when they need to and making the moves in order to get down the field. so I, yeah, I don't, I just I don't see a situation where Jimmy G can put the team on his back and make the plays like you would ex- not that like you would expect from um, Patrick Mahomes to make, but like the moves that you would expect a quarterback to make when you need him to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. But, like, I mean, I agree. We haven't seen it. We haven't, we don't know really what Jimmy G is capable of. Right. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either way if he had a really good game and won them the Super Bowl. It wouldn't, wouldn't really surprise me. And if it went the other way, it wouldn't really surprise me either. Yeah. Um, looking at the MVP award um, is something I've heard a lot mentioned on Pro Football Talk. Um, but is there, is there anybody on the chiefs offense besides Patrick Mahomes that can win the MVP? Yeah, I think Tyree kill or Travis Kelsey could. So let me throw this at you though. Say Travis Kelsey has 150 passing yards and two touchdowns. Okay. Do you think that because Mahomes is theoretically going to have 
a lot of passing yards and, you know, he'll also have the two touchdowns. Do you think he's automatic? Because this was the question that they brought up. Is anybody going to be able to get the shine over Patrick Mahomes? Like what would, what situation would it have to be where Kelsey would get a, a MVP over Mahomes? Um, if Mahomes went like, you know, 225 with two touchdowns and two picks and Travis Kelsey went 140 with two touchdowns, I would give it to Kelsey over Mahomes. So he ba- like basically would have to be the whole offense goes through Kelsey Mahomes as a eh game. Yeah. Like I think I think if if even if I think it's going to it's going to be tough cuz so many people are going to want to obviously give it to give it to the quarterback right away. I think on either side it's it's a tough way. Um I think obviously on the, the 49ers side it's a little bit easier for a guy like Kittle to get it just because he makes so much he makes so much of the offense of himself after he gets the ball. Um, but do you think there's an oper- do you think there is a chance that the Niners can win and Mahomes wins the MVP? No, no chance. Because the last last time it happened was Super Bowl five. No. If LeBron didn't win the NFL or the NBA Finals MVP in twenty fifteen, no one's winning the NFL Super Bowl MVP after losing. It's not happening. I could see it. Like, he would obviously, he would have to have a phenomenal game and they just lose on a field goal or a drop, like, a kickoff that's fumbled or something like that to where he has, like, a perfect game and just they lose on some wild, like, bad luck situation. Yeah, but in what world do they have a perfect game And, like, if he has a perfect game and they're scoring, I don't know, 40 points, 42 points, and they lose 45-42, someone on the the Niners has has had to have had a pretty damn good game themselves, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think think where the Niners get – not that they get hurt, but if that in that situation, if you have it to where – since they have so many running backs, like, say, Tevin Coleman has, you know, 60 yards and, you know – a touchdown and Moster has, you know, 80 yards and a touchdown. And what other running backs do they have? Like, like it's evenly spread around on that side. I think it's a little bit easier, but no, I agree. It's the, the LeBron thing is true. Like if he didn't win it that year in the finals, I don't think in any sport you can have a loser win the end. Well, it'd be different. It'd be different if it was a running back and like, I don't know, like, if Moster goes for 250 and four touchdowns, and but even then, like if the Chiefs beat them somehow, then Mahomes had a big game. So it's really like I don't think there's any way it could happen because if Mahomes plays a perfect game, he has five touchdowns, and even mm-hmm. if they even if each of their running backs have a touchdown, that's only 28 points. So they someone would need to have two touchdowns. Yeah, I think it's. It's just so tough now because I think any all the voters are gonna find they're gonna find somebody like last year's Super Bowl it was Edelman did anybody have a good game on that in that game no defensively yeah. all defensive players did have a like had a better game than anybody did on the offenses so they always find but they didn't even there weren't really even any like turnovers really in that game no but you're not gonna give like you're not gonna give you know I don't know if he had a good game but like Kyle Van Noy a MVP for, you know, 
two tackles for loss and a, you know, sack. Like, right, exactly. They're always going to find an offensive player, even if it's not the great stats. But if he has like, well, nine, unless the defensive player goes crazy. Yeah, unless well, that's what I mean. Unless if he just has like a normal, like pretty good game, and it's a boring game, it's are they're always going to find an offensive player that can they're going to get. Yeah, that game only had so Stephon Gilmore had an interception, and um, the Patriots had four sacks. Yeah, so like and and they everybody. Dante, High, Dante Hightower had two, but, like, you're not going to give it to a guy for just having two sacks. Yeah. It's – yeah. And I don't – I obviously don't see this game being that boring as last year's was. Like, oh, last year, God. I don't think anything could be that boring. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so, looking at both sides, who are, from the Niners and the Chiefs, um, non-quarterbacks, who are your biggest X factors um, that can really affect this game and – you know, could be the reason why this team wins other than the quarterbacks. Well, you got to go with the running back tandem for the Niners. And for the Chiefs, I would say if Tyreek Hill goes crazy or I don't even know their defense that well, but, like, if Tyron Matthew can make a couple plays, I could see that being huge in the game. Um, for the Niners, um, I think one of the obvious ones, but I think it's Joey Bosa. Uh, not obvious, like saying like I think anybody from the Niners defensive line, but I think it's not Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa. Jesus, I was gonna say I can guarantee you Joey Bosa does not play a factor. Um, Nick Bosa, um, a rookie has played really well, obviously all season. Um, likely the defensive rookie of the year. Um, we'll get some MV- we'll get some defensive player of the year votes as well. Um, but. I think if he can have a very, you know, can keep playing as well as he has, um, the Chiefs have a good, not great defensive line um, with so many guys on that defensive line for the Niners. I think that he has the opportunity to just show how gifted athletically he is. I think he's better than his brother, um, which I think both of them are very good, but I think he's better. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've been what? hearing about Nick Bosa all season. He has nine sacks. He's played. Yeah, but that's not bad for a defensive end. Nine for, sacks? For a rookie, that's pretty good. No. And he had three of them against one team. I didn't realize that his stats were that lame. He's played very, very, very well. Yeah, but, like, not good enough to, like, nine sacks is not, like, oh, my God, best defender in the league. No, I don't think he's the best defensive player in the league, but I think he No, no, no I'm not saying you I'm not saying you've thought about that. I'm just saying like I've heard about Nick Bosa all season. He's got nine sacks. Yeah, he's been getting like like I said, he'll get defensive player of the year votes, not a lot. Yeah, but, nine sacks. Um but on the Chiefs, I think I think the guy to watch is going to be Sammy Watkins. I think Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are going to get a lot of, you know, are are going to get covered well. Um, I don't think, I don't think Richard Sherman will cover Tyreek Hill. I think he will cover Sammy Watkins for the most part. Um, but no, he only sticks to one side, so it doesn't really matter. Um, Miles Garrett had 10 sacks in 10 games. Get out of here with this. Miles Garrett had a chance to be defensive player of the year, too. Nick Bosa, nine sacks. Get out of here. Wolf. Um, 
But I think Sammy Watkins is going to be that guy where he can break loose, get, you know, 115 yards, a touchdown, and can be that guy who gets forgotten because he is – you have two bigger guys than with Hardman being so fast. I think he's going to get a lot of coverage there. Um, I think Sammy Watkins could be the guy who helps the Chiefs give him that extra kick to win – to make plays where they need him to and win the game. And that's a guy. Yeah. But the problem with this problem with Sammy Watkins is he has, he has three touchdowns and 600 yards and 200 yards. And all three, uh, all three of his regular season touchdowns came in the first game of the year. You know, I just don't know if he's like, I don't even know how to really, how they really include him in the offense. Sammy Watkins has been very weird. There was a while there where I honestly thought that Sammy Watkins was done. I forgot yeah. that he won the Chiefs. But yeah, he's I, had a good playoffs. Yeah. But, I like, before this season, I completely forgot that Sammy Watkins was on the Chiefs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and shit. And he went crazy week one, yeah. Yeah, week one he went wild. And then kind of has stayed – not, you know, hasn't – has had okay weeks, but I think that he has the potential where – if they work him into the offense where there's just too many guys for them to cover, too many good options for Patrick Mahomes, what Patrick Mahomes does best is he spreads the ball around. There's never really, like, he's never, like, super focused on one guy where you know, like, that's his guy. Like, you see with, um, you know, with Brady with Edelman or, um, you know, like Jimmy G with Kittle, stuff like that, so... That's just, I think, it's obviously to add more people to it, I think that's one where if they shut down Tyreek Hill, that's a guy to watch. Um, so we'll move on to our picks. Um, it's basically a pick them one and a half, um, over under 54 and a half. Um, so what do you see? What do you think here? Um, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm sticking with them. I'm taking the sports writer, sports uh, commenter route of saying that I've, I've stuck with them the whole way. I'm going to continue to stick with them. Chiefs. Over, under? Under. Ooh. I feel like the Super Bowl never goes over. Although, two of the last three years, for sure, it went over. Definitely not last year. Last year, lowest scoring ever. This one could be the highest scoring ever. Um, but I don't know, it'll be tough to beat whatever 52-49 in uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so it's tough, man. I like I've kind of gone back and forth on this too. I know a lot of people have with this one all week. But I just I think that I think what helps the Chiefs the most is having Andy Reid. Andy Reid is this moment's not too big for him. He knows what's going on. Shanahan, he wasn't the head coach, but he was the offensive coordinator last time he was in a Super Bowl, 28-3. I think that's always going to kind of be there. And I think it always just comes down to the quarterback play. They just I would have- love to see – I would love to see this come down to, like, the 49ers get up early and then they blow it, like, a huge lead, just like Kyle Shanahan did for the Falcons. And then, like, Andrew Reid, like, 
can't manage the clock and just all of that stuff. And it just goes like haywire at the end. Just, That'd be so awesome. Just all the tropes, like everything yeah. that's been said about him just comes. Yeah. Through. Everything that's gone wrong for both sides just goes wrong. Like, in the crazy- like obviously I, I like Patrick Mahomes where like his knee explodes again. And, and Jimmy Garoppolo, like the porn star runs onto the field. Like just everything that could possibly happen happens would be so awesome. Well, like the crazy part is, is like there's a good chance that the 49ers get up early because of the way the Chiefs have played the last couple of weeks. They haven't played well in the first quarter. Yeah. So there's a chance that the 49ers do get a good lead in this and it goes away because Mahomes just plays so well when he's behind that. Yeah, I think, but I think that Andy Reid is is the X factor, like from that coaching standpoint, he just, he gives them so much of an edge and being there before, not the moment, not being too big for him. Um, yeah. And fuck, fuck Kyle Shanahan. Fuck him. Yeah. From a Browns perspective, the story yeah. of him, given the PowerPoint on reasons why he had to leave. Yeah. It, fuck him. Just that's an all time. That's an all time Brown story. Like when I, where I was somewhere and I reminded people that we used to have Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, and he took a lateral job to the Falcons. Yeah, because he just so badly didn't want to be here. And that's just, it's funny. But that's as brown as it gets is the guy goes on, has success somewhere else. But, um, and I like, no, I took, we were doing like a Super Bowl quiz at work. And they did like a bunch of like the prop bets, and I took the, I took the under in this. I took exactly fifty four. So, um, the ultimate killer in an over under, the half point. So, um, I'll take the under this. I think I had it like thirty. What I have it like thirty four, thirty four twenty is what I said it would be. Thirty four so, twenty. Wow. Yeah, thirty twenty. Yeah, I just think I think that the. I, and I have the Chiefs. I just think I think that there is a chance they can just pull away because the, the Niners offense just goes dead at some point. So. Um, oh, I just heard, saw this to, uh, right now that Alex Van Pelt likely to call plays as he comes to Cleveland. Ooh. Ooh. I know, like, we talked about this. They People were talking, um, were talking shit about Alex Van Pelt. They were pissed. They hired this guy. And. At work today, one guy said, "Like, yeah, at least we hired the quarterbacks coach for the, um, for the from the Bengals because uh, Andy Dalton's so good." And I was just like, and I like chimed in real quick. I was like, "Well, he was also Aaron Rodgers' quarterback coach, and Aaron Rodgers loved him, and also um, Andy Dalton. As bad as Andy Dalton is, he was better than our quarterbacks. Like Andy yeah. Dalton, I won't." Before he got benched was leading the league in passing also like i'm pretty sure at this point if jimmy haslam said every browns fan can have a hundred dollar bill when they walk in the stadium they'd complain about that it's not 200 like they just find reasons to complain yeah it's always there's something oh this guy doesn't fit or he's he's not good or something like that like they're gonna find every flaw but they the, and that's the thing is like every browns fan does that thing where they just look at the most recent history and like oh it was in cincinnati oh this guy sucks like look at everything yeah like like oh did you did you did you uh study cincinnati Bengals play calling in the last 
you know, three months and how they looked on every possession. And it's like, people are so stupid. Yeah. Like, he, like, that big thing to look at is that he was Aaron Rodgers' quarterback coach. And Rodgers was mad when he left. And that was the start of the, the downfall in Green Bay. Not downfall like they're well, and it's now. so it's so dumb too. Like no one has any idea how football, like even football coaches, I think are like, you have no idea how they're going to, people are going to adapt in different situations. Like Kevin Stefanski, like I saw tweets about how he runs the ball, like whatever that they do a lot of like Kirk cousins did a lot of snaps um, under center and Baker's not very good at those. And what are we going to do? And blah, blah. It's like, okay, he could just switch the deep, switch the offense like maybe Kirk Cousins was more comfortable it's not like Kevin Stefanski has one playbook that is all under center and that's all we know and it's it's just people are so dumb well yeah and it's it like we'll get we'll get into this more in a second I want to do the Super Bowl props we'll get in the back end in a second um Super Bowl props are always the fun ones um over under on the or first one, obviously, heads or tails. Um, uh, tails. Duh. Yeah, it's minus 105 either way. It's obviously tails because it never fails, obviously. Um, the National Anthem. That is such, like, you know what? That's a really good, like, when people first start gambling, <clears throat> that is the perfect um, explanation of how the house always wins and how, how you never win when you're gambling. That is the perfect explanation because yeah. how can both like how like heads and tails is exactly 50 50 yet. It's minus one Oh five. Yeah. That's like the perfect example of, Oh, well, how does the house win while gambling? Like, where's the house advantage? That's the house advantage. Oh, and it's, it's the perfect way. If you start off gambling, like it's your first perfect first bet. Cause it just teaches you like, yep, this is gambling. Like, you have no way of knowing how it's going to go either way, and you're just completely guessing a lot of the time. And a coin toss is the perfect way to just explain, like, this is just a guess. It's literally a coin toss on what's going to happen. Um, Over under on the National Anthem, uh, this one's saying two minutes, one second. Um, The Demi Lovato one is actually kind of interesting because she's had, she's saying it four times. And her average is like a minute 57. So her last one was two minutes and 11 seconds. That was the McGregor Mayweather fight. Um, where are you taking this, the over under on it? Over. I, I can never take the under on something like this. The over, the under is. Do you know they're cooking? Kayla's hammering the, the paint back. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I like the under. I think there's a good shot at the under just because of how, what her average shows. And I think I took the over last year and I missed out on it. So, well, it depends if she's going to be on heroin or not. That's a big deciding factor. Dude. She, hey, she chose to get addicted, not me. She's clean now. Yeah, for now. She's gone to rehab. That was a bad joke. I Diego's um, <laughs> opinions do not reflect the opinions of this whole podcast. Um, they are his own, and he made them. Um, 
like three people at work made that joke today and i was just like dude and like i didn't laugh at all any of the times and they just kept looking at me and the one dude dropped the hard r word and i was like what is going on like where are we working at right now yeah he called the customers that and i was just like what are you wait which hard r like the like not the ending r but the beginning r oh like handicapped r yes okay I was going to say, Jesus, no, man. That would have been wild if he dropped that. Actually, yeah. wouldn't be totally surprising with this guy, but... No, that's why I was kind of like, whoa. Yeah, it was... That would have been wild. Not good. Um, so, my God. So, I'm taking the under. Um, Gatorade. Uh, we've got lime green, red, pink. Clear water, blue, orange, or purple. Uh, for reference, last year was blue. With both teams being red, Ugh, it's tough. The favorite is uh, is lime green, yellow. That's plus one seventy five. I kind of like um, clear. What's the number on clear? Uh, plus three seventy five. What's the what's is there is gravy listed? Because you know if Andy Reid wins, you could see him getting pummeling gravy or like ke- oh ketchup for Andy, or for uh, Patrick Mahomes. That would be sweet. I thought it would be cool because we saw like uh, you probably saw in a lot of the bowl games they were getting yeah like, the bowl game was they were getting that that, that thrown on them yeah and I just thought that it would have been like if they just put like clam chowder. Or whatever Andy's like favorite soup is. It's chili. His favorite soup is chili, and that's hands down the yeah, true. Of course. Um, with both teams being red, it is easy to go with the red. Uh, I like the orange. Patrick Mahomes strike me as a guy who likes orange Gatorade. What's the uh, what's the number on orange? Uh, plus four hundred. Mm. So orange is gross. Orange is not good. I'm a lime. I'm I, team I'm, no orange. I'm a lime green guy myself. So do do my opinions now reflect the podcast? What with the orange being trash? Yeah. Yes, now they do. Okay. On your Gatorade takes they do. Other than that, no. <laughs> um. Here's some other ones. Uh. Here's one. Will there be a power outage? Uh. Yes. Oh, what's the number on that? Yes, is plus four thousand. You remember that, though? That was wild. Yeah. There's literally no option for no. You can only bet yes. <laughs> um, will, will Andy Reid coach the Super Bowl in a Hawaiian shirt? Oh, my God. What's the number on that? That's great. Uh, no is minus 10,000. Yes is plus 1,400. That's, that's a good number. <laughs> what? Will Andy Reid eat a cheeseburger before the end of the Super Bowl process? <laughs> yes is plus 1,200. I feel like that's good money. That is good money. Plus 1,200. Um, will Tom Brady be mentioned at all? Yes is minus 300. Plus. Yeah, I feel like that's easy money. Yeah. Will Troy Aikman or Joe Buck speak in Spanish? Uh, no is plus 1,000. That's a weird thing to have on there. Yeah, very weird. Um, here's <laughs> some two good ones here. Will they mention Andy Reid punt pass kick? 
Yes, 100%. Yes is plus 150. That's weird. That is weird. No is minus 200. I just don't see how they can't mention that. No, they're for sure. I was watching. I was The at, game is so long, like today. it has to get mentioned. When I was at the Lizard today, they were showing it. Um, will breast be shown? <laughs> no is minus two fi- or 2,500. Like bear breasts? I guess, yeah. Mm. Yes is plus 1,000. Mm, that's tough. That's very tough. I guess I'd say probably not. Well, there's some other good ones. Uh, will Who will show cleavage during halftime show? Both. Jennifer Lopez only, Shakira only, neither. Oh, both. Yeah, both. Um, will Jennifer Lopez show butt cleavage during halftime show? Yes. Yes is plus 250. Will Ricky Martin show up? No. <laughs> will Jennifer Lopez and Shakira kiss? Uh, hopefully. Is hopefully one? Dude, it's just wild to see. There's some other weird ones. Um, another good ones. Um, will there be a flea flicker? Will a lineman catch a touchdown pass? Um, yes is plus 700. No is minus uh, 1500. So there's some other good ones. Uh, the Jimmy G one will will Jimmy G attempt more than 29 and a half passes? I think that's an easy that's under. A tough one. Yeah, but I could see them like coming out and throwing 30 times. That'd be wild. Yeah. Um, and then another one I saw. Will there be? Will more or the the over under is two and a half players or number of players that will throw a pass. What's tonight? Line two and a half? Two and a half. I think that's going to be an over. I guess this season only two um, or only one other player other than Jimmy G has thrown a pass um, and only two other players have thrown a pass other than um, Patrick Mahomes. I could see both teams doing something crazy, though. Yeah, this is the time to do it. It's the last game of the year. You can't hold anything back. Yep. Um, so those are some fun ones. Those are, if you're you know, a light gambler, those are some ones to do and have fun with. Um, but we'll move on to stuff we were talking about before um, with the Browns. Um, so there was... We had, you know, we're still waiting to hire a GM. Um, what's his name? Patton, obviously, yes, from the Vikings. Yeah. Um, Patton declined an interview, which everybody's kind of worried about. Um, and then... No, he didn't decline the interview. He, he interviewed several times. Or he pulled out. Yeah, he pulled his name out, right? Yeah. I think, That's... yeah, they just went a different direction. But he interviewed several times. Yeah, he just pulled out... Um, that's what it was. He pulled out from contention. Um, everybody thought that guy was pretty much the lock because of his relationship, obviously, with Stefanski. Um, and then we had um, Andrew Barry was hired, used to work for the Browns um, back. How many years ago was that? Uh, he was there for 0-16, wasn't he? I believe so, yeah. He was the Sashi. He was there with Sashi, um, everything like that. And then... 
Um, Elliot Wolf. And uh, who else was let go? Uh, Alonzo Highsmith. Alonzo Highsmith, yes. Um, Alonzo Highsmith were both let go. Um, there's been some criticism saying that um, this is why the Browns were going 1-31 um because of their dependence on analytics stuff we talked about the last show just the ridiculousness of everybody hating on analytics um i mean what do you what do you make of the hiring do you like it do you not like it do you not really it doesn't really matter either way the hard part of football like i said is it's no one's ever stuck in their ways so it depends how these guys adapt and some guys are really good at adapting, some guys aren't. And especially when they haven't been head coaches before and really have something solidified, we have no idea what's going to happen. But to say that all analytics are stupid is dumb. And to say that we're going to be completely analytics is also dumb. I just don't even really know what to think. And it's 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 almost like when you hire a new MLB coach, like when we hired Terry Francona, you had a couple of, like, absolutes. Like, you knew the players were going to like him. He, you knew that he wasn't going to overuse anybody. He was going to listen to his guys. But after that, I mean, it's so dependent on talent and discipline that we have no idea how we're going to react to Stefanski. We have no idea how we're going to act react to the offensive and defensive coordinator. We have no idea what analytics really means. It doesn't mean sell. Like, those teams went to analytics in, in the sixth, uh, what is it? 16, 17, they went to analytics because they were awful. Like, it's not like yeah. we were a good team. We tried analytics and then we were terrible. So we were really bad with zero talent, tried analytics, loaded up pretty well. Like our, our roster is pretty talented because of those choices. And when people just bash it, it just seems idiotic. Yeah. Like nobody, it's, it's really tough with GMs and first-time GMs and things like that, because they'll just go with, oh, well, he was here at this time, so obviously he believes in that. Or, you know, other guys made these moves while he was there, so that's obviously got to be how he feels. And that's not true, because this guy wouldn't, you wouldn't hire a guy if you were like, hey, you were here when we went 0-16, just come on back and do the same thing you were doing before. Obviously the guy has ideas for what he can do differently and what he can do better um, or else you wouldn't hire the guy. And we were 0-16 this year felt, I know we didn't go in 16, but this year felt every bit as bad. It's not like nothing has worked. And that's what we said last time. Like if nothing has worked, let's try all options. Like obviously the football guy didn't work because Dorsey Say what you want about him. He made some bad decisions. He's out of town. And Freddie Kitchens, the stupid, fat, big, fat idiot, is out of town because he listened to his gut too much. So maybe we'll find a happy medium eventually. But if the, oh, roll it out, let's play football didn't work, then let's just try something different. I don't know why. Browns fans just complain to complain because they're miserable. But I don't understand why it's such a like such a hot button of contention. Like analytics is just like this buzzword that no one knows what it means. And it's like this mysterious thing. Well, yeah, it's, it's the, everybody looks at analytics and thinks it's the same exact way. They, I think a lot of people, because they are, I, and I will say that I think that football fans are resoundingly the dumbest fans of all sports. Um, 
I would say they're the least, the, I don't want to say the least well-read, but they're least well-versed in what they know about the overall sport. Because it is a, it's a more simple sport to just watch. Like, it's very simple the way it's, like, what's done, things like that. Um, well, I think it's easy because the skills of the game, like, everybody can go out and throw and catch and run with a football where shooting basketball is difficult and like throwing and hitting a baseball is difficult. And I think that everybody has their opinion on football because it seems so easy to play where like, I think a lot of people understand that they're never going to hit a 90 mile an hour fastball or throw 90 miles an hour. And they're not six ten. but like a lot of these dudes look like normal guys, not like defensive guys, but like, like I get that, um, corners are are super athletic but they also don't look that intimidating and like receivers don't look that intimidating and coaches just kind of look how they look and it's an easy physical game to play that i think people just get like this false sense of confidence of understanding and i never i i admit all the time like yeah he made a mistake it looks like there's a blown coverage there and everyone's going to yell about the cornerback but we have no idea other sports it's really easy to see like if a pitcher makes a bad pitch and they hit it 500 feet you know why it got hit 500 feet or if the shortstop throws it over the first baseman's head like all of that makes sense but if the receiver runs a different route than the quarterback thought he was going to run we have no idea whose fault that is so but and and people go crazy about that kind of stuff there's so much more than meets the eye to the game yeah, with football, it's very easy to look at something. It's there's simple, there's simple enough aspects to football, like from a outside point of view that you can look there and you can say, "Hey, why did you miss that block on that guy?" And again, some Joe Schmo on his couch, who's never like, and neither of us have obviously played in the NFL. Like, I played football growing up, um, but I'm not gonna sit here and say that I. I could go out there and do what anybody in the NFL does, but I sit there with a like a more reasonable perspective when I watch it because guys will sit there and say, oh, why did he miss that block? Well, you don't know what his assignment was. You don't know if he was supposed to be looking for, you know, a guy moving inside first and, you know, there was a stunt on that he didn't see, like that the guard didn't get his guy and he had to move and get hit. Like there's things going on other than that. The same reason I said, you know, in the national championship game, people were very hard on Justin Fields and whatever the receiver was. They were saying, you know, oh, it's Justin Fields' fault. You don't know where the receiver is supposed to go or they blamed it on the receiver. You don't know if the receiver ran the right route and the quarterback just misread it. Like there's so many nuances to football that are beyond that, that like you said. Baseball is very easy to see when someone messes up and why, like, why something bad happened. With football, there's like, there's so much else going on in the field that it could be completely somebody else's fault for why something went wrong. And I think Browns fans, especially, just sit there and think that they know every bit of football better than every guy that gets hired by the Browns, and they hear analytics and they think oh, well, that's what the baseball thing is, and I watched Moneyball, and I know that they're just trying to get guys who suck 
but get enough guys who suck to make up for that fact, and that's how you're going to win, and you can't win that. That's not how football works. And it's just stupid. Like Analytics is a word that has multiple meanings, and nobody knows what the meaning is. It's, it's however, it's whatever you want it to be in terms of changing and looking at numbers in a certain way. Well, and I think there's a better understanding, and it took a little longer because football was the last one to really take advantage of analytics. But I think there's a better understanding in baseball and in basketball. You could break down analytics to pretty easy things, right? Like in baseball, it's like you want to throw hard and you want to hit home runs. Um, And in basketball, it's like you want to shoot a lot of threes or shoot a lot of layups. I don't know if people understand what, the football analytics are yet and i think that's a confusing piece too yeah there is no specific this is what we are doing this is what we want to do sort of thing is it hey let's get enough decent offensive linemen and that'll make and a quarterback who can move and that's you know what the numbers say like because you look at the teams who are you know supposedly using it more than anybody and you don't know for sure, like each team, if you look at the 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 Eagles, the Eagles are a very big analytic team. What is their reasoning for analytics? Like, what are they? You can't tell where it's coming from. You know what I mean? Well, and you can't tell what they're using it for. Like, what plays are analytic plays? What plays are going with your gut play? You know, like that's where it gets kind of the line gets really fuzzy in football. Or baseball, it's like everybody's trying to create launch angle. And everyone's trying to throw as hard as they can and produce spin rate. And basketball, I mean, the NBA is taken over with everybody just chucks a ton of threes, you know. Yeah. So and football is such a copycat league where people don't want to show their hand, which is also what complicates everything. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Like baseball, it's like it's such a tough sport to begin with that you can see that every, what everybody's trying to do, even if they can't do it all the way, some teams are better than others. Yeah. And in basketball, like it just plays out on the floor, but it's a mix of not understanding what's going on, not understanding scenarios. And like analytics could be, Hey, it's third and four. Let's get five yards instead of eight yards because we just want to get a first down or it could be, Hey, like it's third and seven. But if we take a, if we punt here, it's not the end of the world because then we can pin them back. It's like no one knows what it's really used for. And that's where I think the the confusion comes. And plus, yeah. like football is like the mano y mano hard ass sport. People aren't willing to accept that numbers might play a factor in it, you know. Oh yeah, it's the meathead meathead numbers are for dummies. You yeah. can't use numbers. Yeah, no, not numbers are for dummies, like numbers are for nerds, like like you can't measure somebody's heart, like all that shit. Yeah, you can't measure grit and things like that. And like, no, yeah. you can't, but I can measure like percentages of when I should do things and go for things like, and that, and that comes into, you know, like we talked about with, you know, Alex Van Pelt getting hired, people automatically just want to look at, well, he was the coach of the Bengals. The Bengals suck. They have the number one pick. So obviously this guy sucks. And it's like, Quarterback coaches well, don't do a lot. And going back to the analytics piece, like the other hard part, usually basketball, like like somebody gets a shot off, 
Like, even if you call the worst play of all time, you, you're not going to not get a shot off. And there's only, you know, really the end of the game is when it really matters. And baseball, like, it's an approach. It's not like, it's not like you swing left-handed and 2-0 counts and right-handed and 1-1 counts. It's more of an approach. But football, yeah. even in the first quarter, it can come down to, like, one or two plays. And if they don't work, even if the numbers were in your favor, it's like, oh, that was a stupid play. Why did we run that? And it's like, well, the number, just because it didn't work doesn't mean it was a dumb play all the time. And But people just, like, it's such a results-driven game that it's just always, I don't know. The football is just, of all the sports I, like, read about, it's like football I can't stand reading about like or listening to fans bitch about because it's like everyone's just so dumb yeah it's the fan bases are the dumbest they are so i think because in rarely in football do you have i mean we know somebody who just says well i just watch it just because i enjoy it but rarely do you get the the people who are i'm just a fan of this like i'm just a fan of football I don't care what team. I'm just a fan of football. So much more. Um, I think, I think that I think the opposite actually. Like obviously, like I think everybody has their fandoms, but I definitely watch more football of teams I don't care about than I do basketball and baseball. Like for sure. But what I'm saying is like I think you have in football you have so many more. I want to say that I think that people just feel like they know more about their team and they yeah. know what's best for their team more than anything else. Like, like I think you, like you said it, like people just look at football and they just say, well, damn, I could do that. Like I could block yeah. a guy. It's like, that's not how it works. Like it's way different right. than that. Obviously. Well, um, and there's only 12 games in college and 16 games in the NFL. So every play is mag like, baseball with 162 games every play is so much smaller in magnitude than football yeah and everyone just hangs on every play it's just amazing yeah and it is tough to read like everybody wants to overreact i think the browns obviously like because of the history because of how bad we've been obviously like everybody's going to criticize moves a lot more in that fact um just because everybody thinks and bringing a guy who was here during 0 and 16 like people are going to think that but i mean like we both said, like people change. NFL is the, I think, the best league at quickly adapting to the way the game is changing. I think baseball, yeah. baseball, you see like not I, I and I don't want to say like baseball isn't changing, but I think baseball, you have the old hats like you have the old P, old school baseball guys who are like, oh, you can't play baseball that way, things like that. In basketball, I think basketball is just I don't think there's ever change. I think the game always is just the players are different, so the game evolves, if that makes any sense. Like No, there's definitely an analytic piece to you know, big guy like big back to the basket guys are a thing in the past and the reason everybody shoots is because everybody shoots threes because if you can shoot forty percent from three or fifty percent from two the numbers will play out that you're going to make, you're going to score more points per shot shooting threes. There's definitely analytical pieces to it. Yeah. Um, and baseball, the weird thing about baseball and basketball though, is everyone's kind of adapted this stuff. So no one, no one's saying that you can't win playing this way. It's more that it's 
not as fun to watch, which is a little bit of bullshit. But like in football, they're still they're still saying you can't win this way. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah, like it's it's one hundred percent like this is not the way you win. This is right. how you have to win, and it's just that's how it's always been forever. And it's like no, that's not. It's not how this works. Like you can change. All sports have shown that it's better to adapt than it is to just sit there and assume that that's the only way you can win. Um, So, man, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike any of the hirings. Like I think all the hirings are kind of fine. Like I like, and I think that, I think that having like, it's easier for me to root for people that seem like cool, like good people and like hope they do well. Like Josh was saying, such a dickhead or or, like urban Meyer. Like I can't root for that guy because he's such a dick. Like, even if people would have been over the moon about it, it's like, no, that dude's an asshole. Like, I'd much rather not have him. So, I mean, at least all these guys seem like good enough dudes. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at, um, you know, Alex Van Pelt just looks like a normal-ass dude. Like, Yeah, he looks like Freddy with his beard, like, with no beard. He looks like Freddy with his shit together. <laughs> yeah, like Freddy that, like, went to semester of community college versus freddie that took the ged yeah like this guy's the guy who went and got a you know got his two-year associates is the guy that's like your your works for your local pipe fitters union is making like 75 a year and is having you know is just living the good life living a good stable life and freddie was the guy who constantly kept telling you how good he was back in the day and was always getting arrested at the bar (laughs) which hey either one wherever you want to live but i don't know man like i said we'll see i think obviously now it's moved on to draft season you know everybody's preparing for that the other thing we can talk about um the cream hunt video came out um you know he was arrest not arrested he was pulled over for speeding um, they cited that they found, uh, marijuana in his car. There was also talk of an open, um, alcohol bottle. I don't know if it's vodka or whatever. Um, and the video came out. I don't know if you had any thoughts on it. Anything. What time was it at? I, I didn't watch the video. So it was early. It was I think it was fairly early in the morning, not earlier in the morning. I think it was like 9.30 in the morning, 10.30 in the morning. He was on his way to catch a flight. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, it's so, it's just exhausting to try to keep up with the Browns offseason. It's just, I don't even, I yeah. really, I'll, I'll pay attention to training camp. Like, obviously, I watched and, and saw how the, uh, like, the hires went because that's a little different, but, like, I'm not going to tune into what Baker says on get up tomorrow morning. Like I just, I, it's just exhausting. Yeah. It's the video was, I mean, the cops were really cool. They kept, you know, they told him that they knew who he was. They were Browns fans. Like they, they, they know what situations he's been in, how he's messed up. Um, so the cops were super cool about it. Um, I think, and, I know, I know there's a lot of people are going to sit there and say, you don't feel bad for a millionaire. Don't feel bad for a guy who's making tens of millions of dollars and is putting himself in these situations. I know there's going to be a lot of people that say that. 
But when you when you hear Kareem Hunt talk in the video, it's a guy who just can't get out of his own way. And I and I think it's a guy who maybe never thought that he was going to be in this situation where he had millions of dollars and had a bunch of eyes on him. Like really, really thought, you know, he went to Toledo, could have hit it big, you know, could have done well, was put in a great well, situation. And let's not let's not get carried away. He's only made you know, he was a third round pick. He's only made two million bucks. Like he doesn't and he's probably seen a million of that. So he's not making like no generational he's, money. Plus, plus it's so hard because his dad got arrested too. It's like it's very tough to get like when you when you grow up in it and then you get a little bit of money. It's hard to avoid it. But yeah, and he talks in the video how you know he he just he he can't stop mess you know screw getting in his own way and you know this. This is a tough week. I mean, he should be in the Super Bowl. Like, if he doesn't, if he's not an idiot one night, he's in the Super Bowl right now. And I think the Chiefs are heavy favorites if they have Kareem Hunt. And yeah, he just got in his own way. And he, he said in the video, he's like, I just, I, I keep doing dumb shit. And I keep screwing my life up. And I have nobody and I don't know what to do. And I and I genuinely like, I genuinely felt bad for him because you could really hear in this dude's voice like he's just like, he doesn't know what he why he keeps messing up. And I think it kind of solidified. I don't think he's gonna come back for the Browns. Um, and I figured out how the tender works. So if he gets signed over five, anywhere between four and five million, we get a first round pick. We get that team's first round pick. Um, Anything under between like four and two, we get their second round pick, and the worst we can get is a third round pick because he was drafted in the third round. I don't know. I don't think this is like the end all be all of his him coming back or not coming back. Just because it's. I mean, he did, he he just got like a ticket, or he didn't even get a ticket. He got. A ticket. I think he got a ticket. So like, I don't know. I, I like. It's so like, I mean, he had a little bit of weed in his bag. Like, we dealt with Josh Gordon shit for years. Um, I, I would, like, I don't think this is like a nail in the coffin. I think they were either going to sign him or not sign him. I don't, I don't know if this has a huge, if this is like the difference maker in that. I think what hurts is that stuff. I not, and I'm not saying that Stefanski being there is a bad thing. I think what does hurt is the fact that Stefanski is going to come in and wants to set a precedent that, hey, I'm not going to stand for this stuff. Um, so we'll see. I mean, like, I mean, we've both been, I think, on opposite sides of it. I've always said there's no reason to sign him. Um, and you said we should sign him. I've always said just take the pick and see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up. I forgot that that happened. Um, but we'll move on to segments so first up, our burning lock of the week. Um, I will go. I think um, my burning lock of the week is going to be Saturday is the Laker or tomorrow. Sorry, tomorrow. Tomorrow's Lakers first game since everything happened. Uh, yeah, take the Lakers. Okay, I'm taking Cole Anthony is going to be back for Carolina on Saturday. They're going to beat the shit out of Boston College. I don't know what the line is yet, but take the points. Um, I don't see it. 
Yeah, it's probably not ready yet. Yes, I give me anything. Um, yeah, I saw the talk that he might be back, but they don't know for sure. But yeah, it'll be pretty dope. Mm. It's gonna be the turnaround, man. Let's see. Well, they've done uh, two games in a row. Yeah. I just hate like. I just hate that Duke's been good and the dude at work, Miami of Ohio grad, and just is every everything I've always hated about Duke. He's a cool dude, but like he's a big time Duke fan and just brings it up all the time. And I'm just like, dude, not trying to sit here and listen to this. They haven't been that good either. I mean, like they haven't been Carolina bad, but they've they've lost back to back games. They're like tenth. Like they're not like killing it by any means they're not Duke of last year yeah um so next up this one's for you man uh let's talk about shapes um all right you've been watching the circle oh yeah dude fucking electric television unbelievable tv you gotta watch it it's it's been it's a great it's it's pretty lighthearted. there's not like crazy shit going on but it's very entertaining i finished the whole show 12 episodes I did in like five days. Great, great TV. How long is each episode? An hour? 45 minutes. Okay, so not bad. So is it is it American? Is it... Yeah. Okay. I don't know, man. I just watch so much dumbass reality TV as it is. Like, I watch... I would say, I, you know, I watch The Bachelor. I watch... Survivor's not stupid. Survivor's awesome. Um, and I'm going to win that one day. Um... But I don't know. I just hear, is it good because it's dumb or is it just a actually like not bad show? It's not bad. Like I, I don't really watch any reality TV and I like it because like, it's easy to watch. You don't have to like pay full attention. It is kind of like, it's kind of dumb. Like the, the concept, but like it's entertaining. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, my God, all these people are such idiots. Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm watching something like this. It's yeah. like, I don't know. like, And it's got 85% of Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. So it's not just like me. I'm not the only one that likes it. Yeah. You know what has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, Yeah, out of one review, that was probably you. No, it's like 100. It's like you know, at least double-digit reviews. Yeah, 10 of them that were you. Critically acclaimed. Uh, that's awful. Um, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. I, it's one of those, like, if I, do you could, know the concept? So the concept is basically, it's a bunch of people who live in like an apartment building, but they never see each other. And they each, they can only communicate through a social media app called the circle. Right. Yeah. Which and is they, definitely just people typing. Yeah. And like not a social media app. And, like, they come, like, they, like, at the end of every episode, like, people become influencers or something like that, like. Yeah, so, like, the people that get voted the highest out of everybody are influencers, and they decide who gets eliminated. Okay. I don't know, man. Maybe I'll check it out. Like, if I can, if I can play, like, Call of Duty while it's on my phone, like, can I do that and still get the gist of it? Yeah. Okay. 
I'm okay with it. I guess I could watch it. Well, that and uh, it's just it's like entertaining and it's um, like I said, it's lighthearted. It's not like people constantly trying to fuck over everybody. It's pretty good. Then maybe I'll check. I I I'll check it out. I'll give. I'll have an update next week. Um, I'm also, like also, you know, my... there can be like catfishes and stuff, right? Oh, for real? Yeah. So like, like of the eight people they start with, two are catfishes. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And they don't know. Like you have no idea. So like, they could be guys pretending to be girls or girls pretending to be better looking girls and it's it's awesome okay then i'll check it out i have like four movies i have to watch parasite uh ford vs ferrari so i want to watch joker but i'm sure i can fit it in there somewhere that's pretty good man i'll check it out um so next up songs of the week do you want to go first or you want me to go no go ahead okay so my song of the week Cue this up here. What the my ringer is going to go off super loud. Can you turn it down just a little smidge? What'd you say? Turn it down just a smidge. Um, so that is... Is that pri- Medina Lake? No, Who that sings is... That? that? Oh, is, no, that's Alter Bridge, right? That's Alter Bridge, my friend. Yeah. Uh, that that's is the right. theme song for WWE Hall of Famer Edge, who came back this week at the Royal Rumble, uh, retired nine years ago after triple neck fusion surgery, and then got another surgery because he felt that he could come back. Uh, he was one of those guys who people never thought would come back to wrestle. Um, and, yeah, I got chills when he came back on Sunday. Um, this is my wrestling moment. Um, so, yeah, that's his theme song, man. It was awesome. The Royal Rumble, this is where I start watching again. Um, I'll watch the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, and then, like, a couple after that, and did just stop watching for three months. Yeah. And then I, I was texting with your brother the whole time during it. Yeah, I mean, that ain't for me, but. Nah, it's a good time, man. I, I enjoy it. But I also, like I said, I watch a lot of dumb shit, so. Hey, man, everyone's got their guilty, ple- their guilty pleasures, right? Yeah. Mine just, I get horrendously made fun of by people for it, so. It's whatever. <laughs> Um, I don't know the last time I've said something about you watching wrestling. No, because I don't bring it up anymore. I just literally don't tell anybody I watch it. Until well, and the rest of my family watches wrestling, so like I don't have that much to what? say. No way. They used to, yeah. Oh. Where do you think Sean got it from, man? I can see the pace just watching it and just screaming at the TV. He might actually be better than, ooh, wrestling trivia would be fun. He'd be better. See, man, we'll see. Um, like, I think you remember things better when you actually lived through it, and he's lived through a lot of shit like that. Yeah, 
I've always said like my trivia comes better. Like I can't like rattle off facts, but if you bring up a, uh, a topic, I, I'm, I can like talk about it. Like I can remember yeah. things that pop back into my head. It's easier when you live through it, I think. Yeah. So what's your song? Um, I could, I could bang this menu here. I'm not going to, but I could. Yeah. Huh? I said, thank God. You don't like Enya? I was listening to it this morning, Dance with Paige. I'm just okay with it. Like it's, I, I would not like choose to listen to it. Who said Mrs. Harbaugh? <laughs> was that you? No, that was uh. Uh, that was Z. <laughs> it was Z Harbaugh. thinking he like had it dead on too. He's like, oh yeah, Mrs. Harbaugh. I was like, you're you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Just an absolute. Yeah. Remember Mrs. Harbaugh? Uh, no, Mrs. Yarwood. Mrs. Harwood. Harwood, yeah. He's a dummy. Yeah. Um, so what's your song? I will go with "I Think I'm Okay" by MGK. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the the chorus kind of goes. Watch me take a good thing and fuck it all up in one night. Catch me, I'm the one on the run away from the headlights. No sleep, up all week, wasting time with people I don't like. I think. Something's fucking wrong with me. Drown myself in alcohol. That shit never helps at all. I might say some stupid things tonight when you pick up this car. I'll be here That's. Oh, hold on. What the hell's going on? There we go. It's not like even close to what I thought was going to be the song. <laughs> like nowhere near. Uh, yeah. And I still. I don't like uh... it. His, you like it or don't like it? I don't, I don't like him. Really? Oh, you don't like him? I just don't like, that, that song's okay. Um, oh yeah, I don't like him at all, but I like that song. And then he has another one that I like. And then I guess his new album is going to be like a pop punk album, which I'm into. Yeah, I saw the video of him like, like in his, like when he was releasing it to his, uh, his label and he was like, going crazy on the table and i was just like this dude sucks did you listen to the song though what song the song that he was like, like yeah crazy too no yeah it was awesome it was just like five seconds but it sounded cool also like we've always been you've always been more pop punk than me yeah um i've never really been like the big pop punk guy like i like some of the songs obviously but um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could get into that song. Also, I just hate him so much. He's so just stupid. Yeah, he is, but... Also, all the video... Like, it's so much harder, too, being it from Cleveland and this dude. And it's just, like, we know all the like the dumb shit he used to do at the mall and stuff like that. I know. <laughs> Such an idiot. Oh, uh, yeah. People crying in the video. Like, they had to turn into him. It's just stupid as hell. Yeah. Um, but you've actually had a good streak with your songs of the week and then me adding them to my Spotify. Yeah, no, I know. I, I bring the heat. Like, Womp Womp's on there. Womp Womp, that song's awesome. 
Blinding Lights is, I think, one of my favorite songs right now. Yeah, the weekend song? Yeah. I was between that and Landslide. I love Landslide. Like, every version of Landslide is awesome. Yeah, it's one of the few songs where anybody sings it and it hasn't, like, it hasn't done, like, it always does well. Yep. So, but, all right, man, that's, you got anything else for the pod this week? No, do you? No. Uh, again, uh, rest in peace to um, the the cut. Yeah. Can the, you believe, like, they, like, they, like, want to charge people to look at their draft info? Like, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Like, by far the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, and then I saw, like, one of their articles was, like, oh, can't believe I got a couple hundred people to read one of my articles. Now it's going to be a couple thousand. It's like, dude. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Football, like, getting people to read fantasy football shit is the easiest thing in the world. Well, like, especially because they, like, they, um, they, like, spammed everybody else. So, like, all of their followers are just other fantasy football podcasts. Yeah. And it's, like, I don't know. It's just wild. And like, do you get the emails? No, fuck no. I didn't. I didn't ask for them. I never. <laughs> I didn't ask for these emails. I just get emails now, like weekly of their weekly wrap up. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, what the hell? So I get like. That's hilarious. So I don't know, man. It's. The fact that they were, like, honestly thinking that people would pay. And, like, I think there was, like, two people who were like, yeah, of course, I'd love to. And I was like, you people are dumb as hell. Well, the one thing at least I give credit um, to, like, at least fantasy football, like, there's a, a, a benefit to writing about fantasy football. But, like, the fucking draft stuff is a joke. Like, who cares what you think about who's going to be the 13th pick overall? Like, why waste your time with that? Well, the problem with it is, is, like, they're going to do this. And right now, like, just from what I've seen, like, they're already, like, the top 10 picks. Like, are you seriously going to do a seven-round draft? Like, nobody gives. No, are they really? I don't know. Like, I've seen the Twitter, and, like, they're already to pick 10. And, like, it's every couple of days they release more picks. And, like, if they do week by week, like, they can make it. But, like, dude, nobody gives a shit after, like, you are regionally going to be more popular in Cleveland. Nobody gives a shit after the Browns pick. And also... No one gives a shit before the Browns pick. Nobody gives a shit right now. Like, nobody's releasing mock drafts that anybody takes seriously right now. No one releases any mock drafts that anybody takes seriously because guess what? You what you get to watch the draft unfold in front of you. It's not like you're you're no one's betting and gambling on the draft. It'd no. be like saying it'd be like it'd be like betting on um I don't know. I'm trying to even think of an example or it'd be like writing an article about uh the temperature tomorrow and then it's the temperature tomorrow like I don't I just don't understand like you're not helping people win any money. It's just like what you think they're going to draft off a few things of tape. Like, it's so stupid. 
Yeah, and it could be anything. It's a few things. It's a few things of tape, and it's other other mock traps is what you're going off of. Yeah, and it's it's you're you're just looking at what other yeah it's you're only you're not sitting like if you're just some Joe Schmo who's doing a mock draft like I've done I did one when I worked for the radio station and I literally just looked at Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper's mock draft and said okay let me just change a couple things yeah. And you have no idea. Like you're like, oh, I think he's gonna go 12th instead of 15th. Like you have no clue, and yeah. and you have no connections. And most of the time, it's overwhelmingly everybody knows what those first three picks are probably gonna be. Yeah, you know what? Let's do a box draft right now. Number one overall. Who do you think is going number one? Uh, I think I'm gonna take the stretch and go Joe Burrow. I think I'm gonna go Joe Burrow too. So now we have 100%. If we get that right, we're 100% mock drafters. Yeah. I think uh, Chase Young will probably go number two. Wow, that's bold. Yeah, I'm gonna take Chase Young probably as well. I like the cut of your jib. Look at that, we're two for two already. Like, it is. It's just like I get that people like different things and they're into different stuff, but it's just like. Well, it it, it it's cool. Even if you just want to write the articles, fine. But like asking people to pay for it is like such a joke, especially when every other draft is free like i go on espn right now and get a mock draft yeah just sit there and to think that people would honestly pay for your your fantasy football advice when your fantasy football advice has not helped anybody well and it'd be and like i said like it'd be like me making like charging you five bucks to tell you the weather where you could just look at the weather yourself yeah or buy. That's, and I have no idea what the weather's going to be. I'll just look at other people what's, <laughs> who says what the weather will be. Yeah. When there's, or it'd be like you charging me $5 to look, to show me the weather when I can just turn my head to the right and see 15 other boards that tell me the weather for free. Right. Exactly. You, I could charge you 10 bucks or five bucks to, for me to tell you what the weather is, or you could just go to the app on your phone and see what the weather is. Yeah. And then that one's done by a meteorologist and you're just some guy who has a full-time job doing something completely unrelated to fantasy football. Plus, isn't it more fun? Like, like I understand like reading stuff and getting opinions, but I've always thought it was more fun to like do what you think is best. And when it works, it's like a cool feeling because you were correct. It's not just like, it's not just like, yeah, I read this guy's book and he said, take uh, Patrick Mahomes. So I took Patrick Mahomes. Like, like I do, I'll like every year I'll download, like I'll find like a spreadsheet that like just has all the players' names, but it's only so I can keep track. Right. Just so I can keep track of like, okay, hey, this guy was drafted by this person. Take him off the list. Oh, this guy's, you know, ranked ahead of him, but just so I can keep track. I don't like honestly look at it and say like, Oh, they're saying to do this. I got to do this. Like if I don't like well, it, I'll do that with, I'll do that with like, uh, like gambling. It'll be like, I'll follow things that'll talk about like the, like over or like what other people like. And then I'll take that and be like, yeah, you know, I like that. Or, hey, you know, I don't like that. I'm going to bet opposite, but like, it's more fun when I just look at a game and pick. And then once I pick, I'm like, and it gets it right. It's like, man, I'm so fucking smart. 
But yeah. when I listen to a podcast or it, it do exactly what the podcast says, it's like, well, I don't really do anything. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. Maybe one day they'll just be a huge success and they'll get verified and we'll look like dummies. Are we still recording? I forgot. Yep, we are. Um, but, um, <laughs> we we on a little tangent there. That's our weekly segment of We Trash the Cut. Yeah. Um, no one hears it, but um, no, we'll see you guys next week. We'll figure out some stuff so there won't be any football to talk about. Maybe we'll do some... Uh, well, we'll have the Super Bowl to break down. Yeah, we'll break down the Super Bowl, but maybe we'll do some... Um, maybe we'll do a little thing. We'll do a little draft of some, some sports subjects or um, some fun things. Maybe like favorite jerseys or something stupid. Yeah, um, probably. Knowing us. Yep. But for the Burning River Bros podcast, I am Phil. That is Diego. Um, yeah, Diego, send us off. We'll see you next time.